Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Do you believe in love, fucking love? That's still not quite right. Welcome, everybody, to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. Uh, Captain Logan and I both now have the same soundboard, so we can do these crazy, crazy word voice things. Word voice. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> I can barely tell what you're saying. So welcome back to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This is the show where we talk about the lore of the world of cyberpunk and also news and all sorts of other things and um are probably completely goofballs at the same time i am your host tom or robots i am here as usual with my co-host captain logan how are the seas how are the seas of cheese my friend oh there's there's been some controversy we'll, we'll, we'll leave it for another time but needless to say I'm, i've been having a lot of fun on sea thieves but i've actually been diving i mean let's be honest this weekend is mass effect weekend for me mass, I, effect, weekend. mass effect weekend yeah so I, I got to start diving into that briefly uh and uh, we're going to be talking about that on the show that comes after the show the mass effect lore cast we'll be talking yeah. all about the legendary edition and so that's coming up. So stay tuned if you're watching us live on Twitch at twitch.tv/robotsradio. Tom, I have to tell you, it's your. It's because of you. I wasted four hours of my life the other day. So thank you for that because what? I I didn't I didn't know how to customize my character. Oh yeah. So I went in with a normal yeah. chef. No 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 so then, no no no. Well, hold on, wait, wait. It's not because your fault. of me. No. Yes, it is. Yes. Mm. Mm. It's okay, your so, fault because I I didn't know how to make a shepherd customized. Right, right. So I just made the base shepherd. Right. And then you're like, oh, you have to go into the custom tool thing. This uh-huh. is four hours after I've been playing the game. And I sat there and I kept playing the normal shepherd. And I'm like, God, this isn't the shepherd that I want it to look like. I, I really want this to look like Tom. And it's not fair. Wait, you want your so shepherd to look like me? <laughs> Do you, I can get a photo of him if you, you really want to see a, him. Send me a photo. I'll, okay. I'll get a. I'll see if I can get a photo. Right. But yeah, I wanted my shepherd to look like you, uh, partly because you are the closest I could get to my shepherd looking like me. So now it looks like you instead of me. But I'll, I'll get a photo for you. I'll okay. get a photo for you. Right. But yeah, I, right. I had to restart because of you, and I just wanted well, no, you to okay, know about so let's, that. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. You, mm-hmm. you, you miss the part where you design your shepherd. And then yes. I, I didn't know this. And I posted a picture of my shepherd who yep. is, uh, De Luigi DeVito or something. Um, and he's inspired by both Danny DeVito and Waluigi. And, um, <laughs> he is the, probably the most handsome man in the universe. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. If you guys okay. go check out, go check out my Twitter account. You'll see him. He's on the list of things I've tweeted in the last few days. Um, and then you saw that and you said, wait, where did you, did, where did you get to do that? Where I missed it. 
Yes. Is it because does it come up later? And I was like, no, it's it's the custom option in the when you're starting the game, you, you get to choose it. And you were yep. like, oh, and then you, so I helped you. I helped you get the thing you wanted. Yes. Which by cost you four, four hours. hours. Right. Yes. That's not my fault. So you, you, you helped me waste four hours by <laughs> telling me how to, how to make my character in Mass Effect. Right. Okay. So, but anyway, so we've got, uh, we've got, a, we've got Cyberpunk to talk about, and we have a guest on the show. I just call him Almighty Crit from which, which podcast should I even talk about? You know what? At this point, it's just all of them. I don't know. All of them. Right. <laughs> no, we, we do, uh, the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit is our biggest one right now. That's your D and D podcast. You also have a cyberpunk yep. and these are, these are actual play yes. tabletop RPG shows, right? Yes. Yes. Cyberpunked, cyberpunk, uh, red, uh, TTRPG live play is going to be coming out the 30th of this month. So we're going to release the very first episode on the 30th. So two weeks away and you, yes. you, you are one of our rocket club members, the robust radio rocket I club. Am. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so you signed up a, what a few months ago at this point and you've been, <sighs> yeah, it's been a couple months. Yeah. You've been getting your money money's worth. Cause you're going to have like what four oh, different yeah. shows and, and you guys, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen you completely transform that room you're in into a studio <laughs> you've learned how to yeah. record stuff you've uh designed you, you you had your first show yeah first when i when we first talked you were like i want to do a dungeons and dragons show first but i also want to do cyberpunk and i was like you may want to just do one time one thing at a time because doing podcasts mm-hmm. is a lot of work and you're like no that's fine we got that and then within a few weeks you're like we've got we're gonna do a third show too it's gonna be a call of cthulhu show and i was like okay yep. and then just today when we had our weekly meeting <laughs> you were like uh we're gonna do a lore show also and i I don't know if you want to reveal this yet, but I'll leave that up uh, to you. Yeah, we we can. Um, we are going to sometime, I'd say probably towards the middle of summer, June, July time frame, we're going to be releasing a Resident Evil lore cast. Yeah, so you guys are going to be very, Ooh. very busy. But man, yes. it's, it's been awesome to see you just kind of, I don't know, get behind all these ideas and, and bring them into reality. Yeah. It, the thing I, I will say is this. Um, with the help of the rocket club and you and just everybody it's been it's taken a lot of stress and it's really easy i wouldn't say it's easy to do these things but it's easier to do these things you know if you ever got a question you're just like uh, hey uh, you know. right right yeah because when you launch your own show and logan i'm sure you've done this before when you launch your own show mm-hmm. you're kind of like in the dark it's not like you went to a class in high school or college where they were like podcasting 101 like you don't know anything yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah, it's- yeah, yeah. Uh, everything I will say, like I said, so much easier and it's it's wonderful to be able to be like, hey, I need a little bit of assistance here. What do I need? How do I do this? Right, right. So make you sure know, make sure if, if you're interested in any of those shows, make sure you check out uh, the easiest way to stay plugged in all this stuff is, of course, the Robots Radio Discord. There's a channel for all the shows. You'll see announcements when mm-hmm. new episodes come out, when new shows get launched. All of that stuff is easy, really easy not to miss anything by just going in there. But, you know, you can follow us on Twitch and, and or Twitter and all these other places. So you mm-hmm. stay plugged in. You'll find out more about that stuff. But guys, <laughs> we have some cyberpunk to talk about. Um, yes. I don't like I don't like take too long in the beginning before we get into the topic, but we had some stuff we had to we had to clear up. Let's just say. Um, but this week, <laughs> this week, we are talking about the 
<laughs> the um, police department, where <laughs> the Night City Police Department, <laughs> NCPD. And we've talked about corporations, we've talked about gangs, uh-huh. and it occurred to me that we really haven't talked much about the police department, although we've complained about their teleportation abilities and their, you know, omnipresence, uh, you know, awareness of crime in 2077. Realistically, they have tech that they shouldn't. And it's unfair that we don't have this teleportation technology yet. Yeah, I have enough <laughs> implants in my body. I want this ability. See, right. I had the opposite problem. They never showed up. They didn't wait. They didn't show up in your name. <laughs> they never showed up. Never. <laughs> I ran through those streets. Never. That's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> so, so for part of this, I'll be pulling actually for a good part of this. They summarize it uh, very well in the fandom.com wiki article, which we're going to pull from. But the, the first and most important thing I think that really stands out to me is is in the it's in the very first sentence of this article. It says the Night City Police Department and CPD is the official privately owned law enforcement agency of Night City. I think yeah. I think a lot of people probably made it all the way through 2077 and never knew that the police agency was privately owned. No, I, I didn't. Definitely. In fact, I, I was I was just assuming that they had help from the U.S. government uh, through Night City. But finding out that it was privately owned, it was like, oh, oh, yeah, that makes sense. We've we've privatized prisons in the U.S. in our current in our actual timeline. Why not just privatize the police system as well? Yeah, yeah, and it kind of makes sense. But at the same time is horrifying, horrifying. Can you imagine like an individual I mean, a, a private entity is owned by an individual or a board, right? Can you imagine having the power of law enforcement in the hands of uh, just a few people? Yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, what, it's as difficult. Would, it's difficult as it is for it to be in the hands of government, which is technically more or less in the hands of everyone because we're all voters. But you take that out of the hands of the voters and all of a sudden that's you know the way that they enforce the law they may not create the laws but how they enforce it being in the hands of individuals seems i I said it before terrifying and there's some there's some really scary stuff when you when we actually dive into this about how just scary it would be if you if you had to work like imagine your job was to be a police officer that was what you wanted to do and the only way you could do that is if you could is if you went through a privately owned company and you had to sign all of these uh documents saying like oh this is under nda and this follows within these rules and these are subject to change and there's no there's a non-compete clause in your contract that says that you can't work for another type of law or another type of police agency after a certain amount of time like how yeah. crazy would that be if the normal rules of corporations applied to this as you trying to be an officer of peace? Like that's crazy. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's too much. So here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna I'm gonna take this a paragraph at a time, and then you guys chime in if you have any thoughts on this stuff. And of course, I'll you know I'll, I'll go I'll chime in too if I've I've got thoughts. So yeah, the, the article starts here. It says uh, 2070. So we're this is only the 2070 timeline. This isn't red this isn't 2020 this is by 2070 in 2076 the ncpd was transferred to private ownership to increase its profitability 
because there was a problem with the police not being profitable. This is like making sure that the in our own timeline that the um, the post office is profitable. No, the post office is a public service. It's not supposed to be profitable. It's supposed to break even or be at a deficit because we pay taxes that pay for it. Right. Yes, I, I do agree. Yes. <laughs> I can't imagine like what happens when they can. Right. Right. Okay, so it goes on and says the chief of police was replaced by a data term sales executive who fired half of the officers, reduced patrols and ordered beat cops to prioritize writing tickets. This only worsened Night City's crime rate. The (laughs) no duh. The reorganization (laughs) also involved a contract with prison corporations and charged citizens five eddies per minute to make 9-11 calls. Can you imagine like that, this is okay. So there are a number of things in society that are poor taxes, right? A wealthy person or a middle in class income person. If, if you're in an emergency and you need to make a 911 call and you're going, okay, this could cost me like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. I don't know how long I'm going to be on the phone, a hundred dollars, but it's worth it because it's an emergency. You, you probably have the money to do that because it's worth it. But somebody who doesn't have any money can't make 911 calls. Or somebody who's very poor or in debt can't make 9-11 calls because mm-hmm. it costs too much money. Um, it goes on and says, but by the end of the year, the NCPD was no closer to climbing out of debt. Mayor Lucius Ryan began looking at alternative solutions to what was termed the police problem. Thoughts. First off, this really speaks to me about why everyone has v- guns in night city <laughs> yes if it's if it's good how much is a bullet going to cost you versus calling 911 because of an emergency and you need someone to protect you it's like of course i'm going to pay for a gun and bullets to protect myself if i have to co- if it costs five dollars a minute to be on hold for a police 911 emergency call I, you know for a fact that they're putting people purposely on hold too Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, all of it is absolutely in control by them. Like how much money they make oh, is, yeah. is totally in control. But, you know, they, they control that. Plus, I can't imagine a system in the future, like in cyberpunk, where you don't have like a robo caller answering the thing and saying like we do now. If you're trying to connect to, you know, if you are reporting a homicide, press one or a robbery, press two, you know, like, well, maybe it's multiple things. Which number do I hit? You know, like, um, one, two. Yeah. 12. You pressed 12 for <laughs> grocery store. Hold up. No, that's not what I meant. Uh, no. <laughs> so it goes on and says the NCPD remained outnumbered and occasionally outgunned by criminals in 2077 under the corrupt leadership of the commissioner, Jerry Falter. During or I'm sorry, due to the overwhelming level of violence and criminal activity in Pacifica and the Northside Industrial District of Watson, the NCPD has ceded any jurisdiction there and will also not venture into the Badlands. Does this shine a light on some of what goes on in the game? No, time. unclear to me. <laughs> <laughs> really? really? How could they do this? Oh my God. How can they do this? Oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah. The safest areas of the city are city center and Westbrook, while Haywood, Santo Domingo and the remainder of Watson range from moderately to extremely dangerous. The NCPD maintains a threat level system to keep night citizens informed about the riskiest districts of the city. Thoughts? I, yeah, 
it's it's interesting the way that they that they have the the different levels of of danger that they have that kind of like from moderately to to extremely dangerous just cracks me up like <laughs> what moderately is, dangerous. what does that even what mean? is a moderately dangerous it's like ah there's people with guns and they might shoot in the air it's it's moderately dangerous <laughs> just don't stay <laughs> So it goes on and says to increase its effectiveness and reduce the mortality rate of officers over the years, the department petitioned the Knight City Council to enact policies that granted more legal authority and protections. As of 2077, NCPD officers have several extreme procedural abilities, including officers may detain individuals without bringing charges against them for up to one year. Shooting an individual in a limb is regarded as a warning shot, not a usage of lethal force. Uh, I think you have uh, arteries in those parts of your body where you can bleed out, but maybe <laughs> maybe I'm not a doctor. What do I know? Tis a flesh wound. Tis a <laughs> Come on, then. Uh, not a use of lethal force. Um, vehicles that do not immediately pull over when flagged for a traffic traffic stop may be fired upon. And collateral damage, including civilian deaths, is unofficially permissible when using lethal force to neutralize a cyber psycho. So th this <laughs> is kind of like this is kind of crazy, right? Like we're, we're looking we're looking at nowadays and it's like if you get pulled over by the cops and you get detained, you get about I think it's what, 24 hours that they can detain you before releasing yep. without any charges paid. One year. One what are you doing with year? Just, just for for kicks. Oh, that person looks weird. Let's detain them for a year. Like our system's already messed up that they can do stuff to people while they're detained and no charges and legally do stuff to people. That is like there are lawsuits about things like rape and and misconduct within cops in our actual society during a twenty four hour period when people have been detained with no charges. What do they do to people with a year of detainment? with no charges like what how do you live with with no income yeah what if you have kids care what if you're a pets? single parent yeah and you have kids oh yeah kids and all of a sudden too. you disappear I guess kids yeah there's i mean there are kids people have kids i think i don't okay. think about things in that i'm sorry <laughs> your, kid, your kids are pets so that's my kids are pets yeah, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> i think about who's yeah. gonna feed my furry babies yeah yeah great uh <laughs> um you uh you have kids you have a lot of kids yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. What would they do if all of a sudden you just disappeared? Five kids. If you just disappeared off, <sighs> like you were getting groceries, somebody held up the grocery store. You were in the wrong place at the wrong time. They thought you had something to do with it. And now all of a sudden you're in jail for a year. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, well, my wife would take care of that. My wife. There, but yeah, I mean, but you wouldn't be able to work. Be the picture. You wouldn't be able yeah, to work. Like, that's would you be able to pay for the house? Done. Like, would your kids mm. like where would they live? You know, uh, streets, street. No, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it's but yeah, yeah, it's honestly, it's it's truly terrifying to think about the fact that they can put somebody away for a year and how much impact it would really have on somebody's life. I mean, even something as mundane as, you know, say you're a single person no pets no kids no nothing oh sure car payments pff, your car's gone like your whole life when you get out after that year your whole life is just done it's ended right like there's right. nothing left it is absolutely a way to ensure that a significant portion of the population will will just go to drug dealing 
and prostitution and all of these illegal means of making money because they can no longer mm-hmm. make money in in normal ways like even if you're not brought up on any charges you just well, what did you why didn't you work for a year uh, i was uh thrown in prison what for nothing mm-hmm. right right a year a year in prison yeah. for nothing yeah sure yeah okay well i don't think we can trust that guy so we're not gonna hire him yeah like i was just in the wrong place at the wrong time i promise you know like no so and this is and this is the this is like the smallest offense right like we're talking yes. about non-lethal yep. uh, uh consideration towards a warning shot in your limb like if you get hit in your thigh and it gets your artery oh yeah that will kill you <laughs> like yeah. that is that yeah. is the definition of lethal <laughs> in the most obvious way so i i wonder and i wanted to hear you guys thoughts because this is in cyberpunk 2077 i'm assuming based on the technology and the medical uh, advances in this timeline in this world that a shot to the arm wouldn't necessarily be a lethal heck it may not even phase you because you have body armor so looking at it from yeah looking at it from that perspective do you think that the privatization of uh police and them taking these types of things like these types of uh actions compared to our society nowadays is is more in line with what we're dealing with now because in 2077 most people are going to have weapons most people are probably going to have body armor most people are probably going to have uh systems in place that are automated to take care of of payments and whatnot and cyber psychos are a major thing and they can't they if they take down a cyber psycho because that person went insane due to the sheer amount of mods they put in their body well yeah there's going to be collateral damage but how is how is a police force going to be able to handle all of that like it's like what superheroes deal with in movies yes yeah, and yeah this yeah. is kind of the, the same thing that they're dealing with so looking at it from that lens does this seem to fall in line a little bit more with what they need to deal with or is it still kind of way out there just based on our own personal perspective almighty what do you think i i'm torn between two worlds because yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, especially we're talking 2077. So in 2077, there's a lot of heavy chrome everywhere. Right. But there are still those people that can't afford the chrome. Right, right. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I, and the. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I, I have the, thoughts on the that. Ru- the, the rules, it doesn't say, you know, oh, well, if they have heavy chrome, then you need to shoot them up. No, but if they don't, you know, there's no, it's all or nothing. Like we're going to shoot you. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I, I don't know that most people have those things, but the, the concept that most of the dangerous people probably have those things mm-hmm. is enough of a justification to say that the police need to be able to handle those kinds of threats. Now the method of handling those threats shouldn't necessarily be lethal or dangerous to the common people, right? Like what if there was advancements in uh, EMP technology that could knock out somebody's systems in order to render them, you know, capable of being arrested and, and imprisoned without necessarily creating harm like shooting somebody in, in the leg right like and and technically if you were to like emp bomb a, an area it might knock out the systems of you know people nearby but theoretically that wouldn't have a long-lasting damaging effect you would know like I, I don't know like maybe i mean that's 
Maybe EMP short shorts out. I mean, it's not like it just shuts down your computer nicely. Like it, it shorts out the mechanics or the actual boards that I understood. So, or what if there was a way to tase an enemy in a way that shorted them out individually without affecting people around them? Or you know, like what if if uh, with all the technology in something like twenty seventy seven, there's got to be ways to, uh, or even just like remote hack them. Like why not? But we do it in the game all the time, right? Like that was yeah. your that was your first character. Your main character, Logan, was somebody who could just yeah. like walk into a room, hack everybody, knock them all out, and then just, you know. To, to be fair, though, memory wipe was not quite the uh, here take a nap that I think most people might consider <laughs> it. Though that was like a zip. Just cut that. Like your memory is gone. Yeah. Remember anything. I don't know if it was like, uh, you know, men in black kind of bleep, maybe the last two hours kind of thing. Maybe that's what it was, but it still, it still seems a little scarier than, than I think my Merc really took into account when killing people. True. True. But it was just the concept of like, does it need to be this lethal or are there non-lethal ways of, of handling dangerous situations like taking out a cyber psycho so like a, a cyber psycho is going to be somebody who is mostly made out of artificial components at this point so mm. maybe maybe you instead of shooting at them you train net runners to hack cyber psychos and you have a a group that's really really good at that in order to take them down when when in dangerous situations possible i i don't want to get off on a tangent but you you mentioning the non-lethal aspect of cyber psychos actually reminded me that there are two mods there's the non-lethal mod and then there's the limb mod and in this description of police using uh what we would probably consider excessive force in cyberpunk 2077 it is considered non-lethal and the two mods that we have in 2077 do actually support that theory that you know, you can have a non-lethal gun and you can target limbs, which would be considered non-lethal. That's true. That's true. That does match. Mm. It's just it's just a weird thing for, I think, us to think about in our current state. In 2077, though, you're right. There has to be a more subdued manner of taking people out. We just may not consider that method to be, you know non-lethal yeah or is or is society just moved to a place where it's so complacent and okay with violence um kind of like uh the middle ages where you would have like public executions and you would have like you know or or even older times in history where like somebody stole you chop off their hand and that was just you know an eye for an eye kind of legal system you know that stuff works because the populace it allows it on some level whether it's in a in a medieval system, it's because the king is God ordained. And so standing up against the king is like standing against God. It's a religious barrier uh, psychologically to being able to do that. That took hundreds and hundreds of years to break down. But in a society like this, violence may be so prevalent that it's just it's just accepted. Or maybe maybe the populace is fed these concepts that like for your own safety we need to be able to you know uh, the same way that like everybody should have a gun like this this kind of concept for their own safety and by everyone having a gun it makes everyone else safer like that is one theory about public safety is that equip everyone and then nobody shoots anybody obviously in 2077 it doesn't quite work out like that yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> it's it, it's interesting too because when you're talking about the Middle Ages and, and the brutality that they that they dealt with, then the, we, the reason we progressed past that is because of our of a judicial system that allowed us to to try our peers uh based uh based on 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 things evidence and stuff and mm -hmm. in 2077 the assumption is, is that there's cameras recording things everywhere everyone is a camera you know your yeah. your uh karashi implants are, are cameras and you can use brain dance uh type technology to kind of like pull out evidence of things that happen so you know if a cop does shoot someone then there's probably a good chance that there's enough evidence based on the people around them and the cameras on the system in the city that could you know definitively say yeah that dude killed a person the cops responded and uh that that execution was warranted based on the evidence that was already present and that stuff may be processing in real time which is kind of why i'm interested to get into the investigation side of the wiki to, right. to kind of talk through some of those. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So coming up, we're going to take a, a break here in the middle and we're going to get into the different divisions among the police force. And uh, one of them is investigation. So we'll, we'll be getting into that in a little bit. But why don't we go ahead and move on to the middle of the show? We'll thank our patrons and we'll be right back. Hey, Logan. Yeah. Who, who are the best people in the world? Well, this is this is an easy question. Our patrons are the best people in the world. <laughs> what? Come on. Yeah. No, you're right. They I are. love our patrons. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thank you so much for everybody who helps to support the show. Uh, whether it's patrons who use their hard-earned cash in order to make sure that we can keep doing the show or it's people who tell their friends and leave reviews or it's people who do all of the above any of those things are absolutely absolutely uh necessary let's just say to doing a popular podcast and 100 percent appreciated and thank you to all of our patrons you guys are phenomenal phenomenal we have 21 current patrons uh i think the number is still at seven Seven of whom are cyber upgrades who could potentially join us at the end of the month, which is coming up very soon. It is the 16th today. The last Sunday of the month is the 30th. So two weeks away from talking with our patrons again. Um, let's start talking on the Discord patrons about what topic you guys would like to discuss. We'd love to, you know, chat about anything that you want to talk about in, you know, specifically. And um, thank you to all of our patrons, everybody who signs up and helps support the show. You guys get ad free content and episodes a day early and a whole bunch of other things. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast for more info about that. All right, let's get on with the rest of the show. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86 host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so we have different divisions when it comes to the police force here. We have, uh, let's start with, we'll just start with the first one. We're going to go in order of the way it does in the wiki. We have the patrol, patrol division, not patron division. That's different. The patrol division. <laughs> the patrol division is the backbone of any modern police force and is the largest division with the NCPD. The primary purpose is to patrol any given sector to enforce the law and reduce crime of which there is a lot. <laughs> the Night City government is constantly giving more resources and manpower to the patrol division, mainly due to the dangerous nature of the role and the rise in crime. So there's different kinds of patrols. There's the beat patrol. Beat cops are the boots on the ground and are tasked with patrolling their designated sector. In years past, beat cops typically patrolled alone, but due to the rise in crime, they now go in pairs. Side note, do you guys know, you know, the phrase popo like, oh, the popo, look, what, look out for the popo, <laughs> right? Like that's yes. slang for mm -hmm. cops. Do you know where that comes from? Kind of. So it comes but, from yeah. L.A. County and specifically uh, the beaches where patrol cops would go in pairs on bikes and they'd bike up and down the beaches and on the backs of their shirts, it would say P.O. for police officer. And so when you saw two of them biking by and you you saw them go by, it said Popo. <laughs> that's, that's that's great. Oh, I that's looked great. it up a number of years ago. I was like, where does that phrase come from? That's where it comes from. Because when you look at them and this is Popo. So the Popo. Um, so, yeah, anyway, they they have to respond to threats from gangs, corporate shootouts, corporate shootouts. Can you imagine that in our own world? <laughs> <laughs> it's Target versus Walmart in the streets again. I was thinking like Lowe's versus Home Depot. Like all oh, those Lowe's Pepsi guys with their, Coke. Yeah, their two by fours and Home Depot guys with their riveted metal sheets. I don't know. God, it would be hilarious if it was Coke and Pepsi. And it's it's the Coke, the Cola Wars. <laughs> it's literal Cola, Cola Wars. And they're shooting 2062 like, to 2063. They've got the can that was shed over Coke and Pepsi. It's oh, devastating. Oh, I got hit in the face with a can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that can is yeah. filled with acid. Get this man to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, so it goes on. It says corporate shootouts, riots, drugs, psychos, and your everyday disgruntled citizen. Once a shift starts, they are on their own and can and are expected to deal with the majority of incidents alone unless it calls for the cavalry. Standard issue equipment consists of armored vests and helmets, cuffs, a pistol and or non-lethal launcher and a first aid kit. So two guys or girls or whoever together dealing with things on their own unless it gets really out of hand and then they got to call the cavalry in. You know what this reminds me of? Judge Dredd. Yes. yes. They always had two and they were on their own. They were judge, jury and executioner out there. Yeah. And it was just, it was like mega city one 
And it was always like two street street cops just going out. It was the judges and you just, you know, they always had each other's back, but that's kind of now I, I'm not saying that that cyberpunk pulled from this or, or maybe judge dread did pull from this, but they were kind of around the same time. But this is one of those things where if I were to look at cyberpunk 2077, I would love to have like judge judge dread cops in cyberpunk 2077 i think that would be really cool to like you're just out patrolling and you're doing or you're out there doing something and you come across a couple judges and they pull you over and it's up to you to decide like how do you interact with this like we see some of the patrols in night city already but unless you get really close to them where they like you know they do their little their little metal gear solid like boop kind of alert thing <laughs> then th right? they don't really bug you right? but judges if they pulled you over yeah like yeah. that would be that would be cool to me like why isn't that a thing i would love a mod that lets you play as a judge a judge a judge dread yes. kind of character and create some sort of storyline around that that would be awesome yeah that would be amazing um, so it goes on the, the next patrol group are traffic patrol. The traffic is considered a lame job, the lowest on the totem pole and typically given out as a punishment by a higher up. Their role is primarily to enforce traffic laws and the, tra the traffic flowing. Nobody particularly likes traffic cops, not even other cops. Standard issue equipment consists of an armored vest, traffic helmet, and a nine millimeter pistol. So this is the like you we can't even trust you to go hunt down you know the, the gang over there and arrest that guy so we're just going to put you on traffic duty not much else to say yeah, about these, that. Are, these these are the these are the bike cops these are the popo <laughs> of night city yep i mean just look at their equipment they don't get much of anything nope nope grandma's grandma's walking to the store probably have better gear than traffic cops <laughs> yes grandma with gorilla arms punches the traffic cops like out of my way <laughs> yeah um, stop trying to take my bag <laughs> uh, so the, the last one is the uh, cruiser patrol cruiser patrol is a step up from the standard beat cop they drive a police outfitted bmw 600 known as a black and white and typically assist beat cops on their patrol of a sector however cruisers have the luxury of being sat down in the warm and behind some thick sheet metal Cruiser patrol is a little more dangerous simply due to the high profile and large target of a car. So they're kind yeah. of the more comfy out on the beat kind of job. I think these are the guys that are working to getting to like SWAT or max tack. Like they're kind of in line to be promoted to those different sections of the of the ncpd yeah investigators and, and trying to move uh -huh. up up the ranks yeah so then we have investigation the investigation division is smaller than that of the patrol division but is seen as a step up this department carries out all criminal investigations within night city and detectives often come across some of the more brutal crimes carried out cops working here are known as plain clothes and are known to have a knowledge of the city that it far surpasses that of beat cops so like in most crime dramas, you've got like the beat cops and then you've got like the detectives who are like the cool guys, right? So there's vice. The vice department primarily deals with narcotics with an emphasis on trafficking, possession and distribution, as well as prostitution, gambling and weapons crimes. The majority of cases are undercover work with vice cops possibly spending months at a time infiltrating dangerous gangs in the worst parts of the city. They are usually outfitted with a variety of cybernetics that deal with infiltration and surveillance. 
So seems like modern day vice cops, but yeah. you know, the added cybernetics for the most part. What kind of infiltration and, and, and surveillance mods do you think they have? That's a tough one. I was actually wondering, like, because I can't think of what we have outside of like ping that really does something like what they're talking about. Like, I mean, being able to hack hack cameras is one thing, but ping is probably the, the easiest way to really identify like where people are or what systems are connected. But I don't know. That's actually kind of a hard question to answer in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have a good answer. I, I wish I, I did. I would imagine that they're probably outfitted with uh, 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 recorders that you can use to form a brain dance in order to well, replay, we know, you know, certain scenes. We know in that they have the dream. Um, sorry, I keep talking over you. Uh, oh, the drones in, in the RPG, they have they have access to drones, too. So do you mm. think that they would have that? Yeah, definitely. I... I'd have to say probably that's going to be the ones that are going to use the drones the most, to be honest. Yeah, especially if they're in a situation where they're kind of deep undercover and alone to have something kind of monitoring their back, you know, makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. So then there's robbery. The robbery department deals with all things theft and covers armed robbery, burglary, auto theft, grand larceny, fraud, counterfeiting, and embezzlement. Money and resources are poured into this department due to its dealings with high-value crimes. Remember, the police department is for profit. Members spend the majority of their time dealing with paperwork, and some are known to go undercover when high-value heists are suspected. More often than not, they are seen racing to the scene of a robbery, guns drawn and aimed at the perps still inside. Ah, That's kind of crazy. Can you imagine, uh, like, so many of these scenarios play out as great ideas for stories. So, uh, yeah. being a being a cop, like an entire expansion where you start out as a beat cop and work your way as you know into robbery or vice or something like that, and then you have the dilemmas of do I work for this organization that is basically doing these things that might be as terrible as some of the gangs or do I work uh -huh. for a gang or do I work for a corporation which also isn't that far removed like that dilemma especially once you add cops into that mix is interesting to me yeah because you really do have to fight against you know your your ethics and morals to decide like what kind of career i mean this is kind of like the the thing about night city isn't it it's like it doesn't matter what you do it's going to be bad it just kind of depends on you know what company has has the, the most draw or the better the better perks you know what's the 401k for this versus the gangs right or, or which yeah. one you were able to actually get into based on just your life circumstances that too the world yeah, you totally. into. yeah exactly yeah. Uh, then we Scary have stuff though. Yeah, we've got two more. We've got homicide. Homicide deals with everything from mass murder to aggravated assault and the ever growing corporate murders. <laughs> homicide detectives can deal with up to 50 murders in a single day in Night City. And as a result, many are cold and distant. 50 murder. That's I mean, how how long did how long does their shift run? If that's 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 ridiculous. If they, if they work for 10 hours at a time, that's five murders per hour that's how do you have time to even well, document that <laughs> you think you really are documenting it though uh, maybe visually maybe they just record yeah, everything yeah yeah so here's a question because this is all privatized 
I, I work for a company where we have metrics to meet. Do you think that there is a certain time limit they, they have per murder? They have quotas. <laughs> wrap up an insta an investigation and stuff. Probably. Do you think that they're they're sitting there yeah. looking at the monthly thing and they're like, I'm gonna get pinged. I, I over I overstayed on one of these murders. I don't know how I'm gonna have to cut this next one short and just rule it based on evidence given. I don't I don't know what else to do. We gotta clean this up and go. Right. Or they have to report so many murders every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they don't find enough, they have to make something happen. <laughs> no. That's, oh, it's terrible. I mean, it could that's be privatized right there, though, right? One time I got a ticket when I was in high school. I parked my car on the wrong side of the road. I parked it on the road in a residential neighborhood. This was not in How like this was not in like downtown somewhere where the car's facing the wrong wrong direction on the wrong lane. This was in front of a friend's house, house mostly off the road. And it was facing the wrong direction. And I think I have two I have two guesses as to why I got I got that ticket. One, the officer had a quota to meet and tickets given. And so they just saw it and were like, okay, here's an easy one. Two, our band was practicing at that person's home. And somebody probably complained about the noise and couldn't maybe maybe we didn't even hear the doorbell ring or something. And it was just he was pissed off and was like, fine, I'll just give this car a ticket. <laughs> Something like that, right? But like yeah. the, the idea of a quota, like a quota when it comes to homicide is a very scary thing. Uh, it goes on and says, and some have developed psychological issues of their own with increased violence from gangs, crime syndicates, and the corporations. Homicide is very busy and more often than not, the crimes go unpunished due to the lack of evidence or time to report the evidence and investigate. Then there's, so, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't say uh, that wasn't written. I just said that part right there. Um, oh, <laughs> That, that was that was my own aside. Uh, then there's special investigations. The special investigations unit, also known as SIN, deal with more large scale and serious crimes that include multiple departments or even LEDIVs. Crimes involving mass murder, corporate espionage, widespread organized crime, high profile kidnappings and counterfeiting. Shocking or brutal murders are covered by the SIN when regular departments have no clue how to solve the case. So how many of these homicide ones just kick things up to special investigations, even if they don't need to be other divisions within the police tend to dislike the SIN notice that sin due to them receiving more money and often taking complete control of an existing case. Man. Oh, you know, they're kicking the, they're kicking the murder and homicides up. They're like, ah, not my problem anymore. Yeah. Or they're <laughs> like, no, these are, this is a real good, real juicy one. But then the sin comes in and takes it from them. And they're like, mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> I spent, That's I like spent in months the, infiltrating this gang and now they're taking over. Ugh. It, it reminds me of in uh, TV shows. I don't know how, how jurisdiction actually works in our actual society. I don't know any FBI agents. I don't know any CIA agents or cops for that matter. But it kind of reminds me of when you see TV shows in, in films and stuff where there's a local cop working on a case. And then out of nowhere, FBI agents come in and, and commandeer the entire case, take over and, and put their jurisdiction all over uh, the, the local cop's case and says, like, this is mine now. Uh, in, in this instance, it seems like sin is aptly named for, you know, what would be in our, in, in night city, the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. They're like the guys who I will, I will that. attest to that because I used to work law enforcement in the military. Well, there you go. 
and they used to come in and they'd be like, well, this is ours now. Really? <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing you can do about it because it's nothing. Yeah, you're not you don't have the authority to, you know, fight that. All right, so (laughs) the next division is tactical. The tactical division is there for when the talking stops, which is quite often in 2077. They deal with high-risk situations such as hostage rescue, riots, or cyber psychos. So there's a few different groups here. There's the SWAT, Special Weapons and Tactics, are a rapid response unit trained to deal with high-risk situations and heavy weapons. Teams consist of 10 highly trained and well-equipped members. They typically use their own custom tactical police vehicles and are loaded with as many weapons-oriented cybernetics as they can handle. How many of these SWAT people do you think turn into the cyber psychos that the other group has to take out? SWAT officers typically yeah, typically deal with hostage rescue, heavily armed shootouts, sieges, and security for high-profile targets. <laughs> Any thoughts on that? Jeez. I can't I can't remember, but I, I feel like there was a time where we did actually deal with a cyber psycho who was um a cop in 2077 so i'm trying to rack my brain on what it was but i'm pretty sure you you do actually deal with that at some point it sounds familiar and i I just can't remember yeah i can't remember all of them um yeah they were good but the second or third one you deal with yeah yeah so i mean you you speaking to that really does kind of confirm like yeah that that makes sense that tracks because i i could definitely Mm -hmm. see you know just based on how much they have to deal with and we we do kind of actually see some of that with um, the Eldacados, with uh, um, some with Scorpion in them. The, like they were military, they had implants, and they talked about how a lot of those guys were, uh, you know, they they went crazy because of the implants that they dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine that that's too far off with uh, with the tactical teams. Right. It's it's like uh, it's kind of like um, in some fantasy games or stories where using the power of the enemy like the dark powers or the you know flirting with the dark side in star wars hey there's our star wars reference for the week you guys can take a drink oh, yay. Um, good or or like the idea of like uh using the powers of the demons in order to fight against the demons like has this potential ability to corrupt you and turn you into something that you would normally fight against you know that whole thing um that happens a lot in like fantasy literature so true. the next group is MaxTAC, also known as C-SWAT, SPAR, <clears throat> Special Purpose Assault Rescue, and officially called the Cyborg Suppression Unit or Psycho Squad in Night City. They are a step above SWAT and deal primarily with cyber psychos. That's cool. These are the big I, guys. I, I just like, I like that they deal with that. They get the, the cool stuff. Yeah, I like that they're called Psycho Squad. Yeah. It seems like the thing you'd want to be a part of. Yeah. Then we have Riot. Uh, The Riot team are on call 24-7 and are the non-lethal equivalent of SWAT. They are trained in non-lethal procedures, like I was suggesting they do more of, uh, though accidents have happened and might happen again. They are known for crowd control, sealing off entire city blocks just to successfully disperse all the rioters. The NCPD has a policy, if you don't want to get hurt, don't riot. (laughs) Riot teams consist of 10 troopers led by a single officer and are issued riot shields, ballistic armor, tear gas, tasers, and non-lethal ammunition. 
Was this something that you wanted to see in 2077? Because I, I mean, we saw Max Tech, and I and I enjoyed seeing Max Tech, but they weren't like they they were kind of just like a side thing. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to see more Max Tech, but um, we never got really like a riot riots. Team. Yeah, in in Night City, that takes, and I was kind of hoping we would. It takes a lot of AI moving together and doing things in smart ways, which don't doesn't seem to be programmed in the game yet. Um, that's that's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. talk. Could- <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody starts rioting and then riot shows up and then everybody cowers at the same time and huddles on the ground. Yeah, that, I mean, that tracks. That's what would happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think a game's like Days Gone with the, the horde mode that they've discovered yeah. Uh, yeah. that yes. kind of AI. Like, I would love to see that kind of tech applied to something like night city where it's so big and you have the, the the lore is here you've got rocker boys you've got incentive against the the corporations you could totally do an entire like street riot with a whole bunch of people and stuff walking over cars you know throwing maltovs oh, yeah uh things like that and it's it, it's a possibility the tech we have is available you just have to figure out how to do it you just have to find someone who knows how to build that ai but i would love to see like a a rocker boy dlc where you take on that Uh role and your role starts turning into this weird kind of rts situation where you have to start building up riots around the city and you get to see these these riot teams come out and try and stop you yeah or you add in like the destructibility of a game like uh, Red Faction. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, Red and Faction. And you can like tear down the buildings and stuff. Great, that would be amazing. I'm, this is a pipe dream, but that would be amazing. So I have I have a question for Almighty. You've been in the military, right? And these yes. the groups that we've talked about are kind of the on the ground forces of this police yeah. force. Who, if you worked for the police, where would you? rather what would you ra- i mean none of these are glorious and all of them are saying, dangerous i don't really in some want to do any of these right but if you were if you were in the situation here which one would you be a part of and there are benefits I mean, and drawbacks to each one right like yeah a beat cop doesn't have the most dangerous job but probably also doesn't get paid very well and it's still dangerous right also not a lot of protection yeah. somebody who's like part of the swat team is well armed and well trained and probably can trust the majority of their teammates to like get their back but are also going into more highly dangerous situations somebody who is part of vice is kind of out there on their own but if you're really good at that then maybe that's where you feel like you fit in uh and maybe you're really good at just like getting underneath stuff and figuring things out like mm-hmm. what do you where would you rather work see i have i have two answers here because morally i would well i wouldn't be a part of this morally sure uh, but if i had to pick one i'd probably say beat patrol because it seems like the least influential like you're you're just out there. You're just working a shift. You're making sure nothing goes south. Right, right. You know? uh, the alarm went off in the building down there and go check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some, somebody least, called yeah. to their neighbors, you know, doing something weird. I'll yeah. go knock on their door. That kind of thing. I don't have to do six types of crazy. Uh, the coolest, though, definitely sounds like uh, I'd say Max Tech. Yeah. 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 But, that's, at, but at the same time, you're dealing with cool points, cyber psychos. Yeah. yeah. So you better be, you better yeah. be on top of your stuff, right? Yeah. It's also exactly. very dangerous. So other than these, there are a few other groups. There's net security, internal affairs and administration. So net security section provides an enforcement monitoring and information service on areas of the net within a specific city. While NetSec's main 
net sex <laughs> sec with c not next uh main priority is to track down the most dangerous and daring criminal net runners they also provide all other sections with up-to-date information straight out of the net so it's kind of a support group for for the, for the rest of them it's not support group as in like talk about your problem support group as in like you know give them data they need not all music municipalities have a net sec Many rely on the services of NetWatch, which we should probably go into more in the future. The internal net security organization. We talked a little bit about them before. Besides monitoring for illegal net running, NetSec also performs its own information search runs. NetSec runners often provide valuable information on suspects or corporations, which can lead to a conviction. This is rare, but cops will know a great deal more about their suspect after a net run details all his affairs. NetSec officers tend to be somewhat highly strung and are allowed into NCPD without academy training. Then NetSec monitors prospective operatives and recruits them, deputizing them in a similar way to corp cops. These individuals then become officers within NetSec with access to top level software and hardware, allowing them to become even more proficient in their chosen area of net running. This is like the FBI hiring hackers to work on security which they do which they do this is a, <laughs> this is a very real thing like congratulations you were able to hack into you know our system we're going to hire you don't ever do that again show us how you did it so we can actually make it stronger and more resilient to hackers mm-hmm. yeah white hat hackers yeah i think yeah. that's what they're called right so but this yeah. makes sense like having having net runners backing up people out in the field with giving them data on things, being able to run, you know, but uh, it probably is also very dangerous because as we know, if you're, if you're hacking into somebody's system and their defenses in the system fry your brain, then, you know, there you go. That's it. It's it. You're done. You're done. You're like, that's it. Um, so then there's internal affairs, internal affairs division, AID is the bane of most police officers. Its job is to investigate officers suspected of committing gross misconduct in the pursuance of their duties or who are corrupt, dangerous, or perform other activities, which either abuses their position or endangers the department as a whole. Experienced investigators, AID officers are selected for their ability to sniff out when a cop is bad. AID is not well liked by other divisions. They have the ability to turn an officer's lift life, I'm sorry, upside down on the mere suspe- suspicion of illegal or illicit involvement. An officer under investigation with the AID may be suspended or worse, and there is always a stigma involved as your partner and buddies wonder if you really are a dirty cop. This, this being is- privatized <laughs> seems also very dangerous. <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't it seem crazy that it's like uh, who are corrupt, dangerous or perform perform uh, other activities which either abuses their position or endangers the department as a whole? How bad do you have to be where your job is to shoot people in limbs as non-lethal, detain them for a year, like use shoot cars that don't pull over like what do you have to and, and of course the thing that I, I i can't get over is endangers the department as a whole when i hear that i hear don't ruin our reputation not don't hurt your co-workers <laughs> right 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 <laughs> yeah i i imagine that if you are a corrupt cop this is exactly the division that you want to be part of yeah right yeah 
like most of them <laughs> probably were for the AID. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, <laughs> and then finally, there's administration. Admin div is manned mostly by non-cops. Secretaries and other desk jockeys perform most of the administration duties of the police department. While it is possible to transfer to admin, nobody really wants to unless they've had a real good scare and have been seriously wounded or have been seriously wounded. Admin positions, unless very high up, hold little or no prestige among other officers. So these, these are the paper workers, right? These are the, the people who answer the phones and do the paychecks and all that stuff. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's it's not always it. the most glary. I'll like, look, you, you asked Almighty what he wanted to do if he had to join. I'm okay answering phones and putting people on hold. That's, yeah. that's no, I didn't okay. know this was an option. So that's why I that's why I asked it before we got to this part. Dang it! I want to be that guy. Like I, I wouldn't mind being like a, a net watch uh, or part of the the net security and net watch and stuff. That sounds cool. But if I want to live long, I feel like administration's really the the gem here that we're not looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So this next part, I think, will give you both uh, even more reason not to take any other jobs outside of administration. Uh, So it talks about equipment and it says here the Night City Police Department has access only to basic or outdated equipment that is generally insufficient for their needs due to being consistently underfunded and expected to turn a profit. Some officers resort to obtaining better equipment on their own at their own expense, cutting edge weapons and gear on par with what corporations lavish on their security forces and contractors is reserved specifically for Max Tech. So if you want the good gear, you better be part of Max Tech. Tom, when you were working at corporate offices, did you ever buy a chair and write it off on your taxes because it was a better chair than the one that you had? <laughs> no, but I did bring in my own things because they were better than the things the company gave me, like my own and keyboards or, you know, whatever equipment I wanted to use. My own extra monitor because I wanted a second screen, things like that. Imagine having to do that with guns to, yeah. to save your life. And armor. Because you don't... <laughs> <laughs> because the nine millimeter that they gave you to go write traffic tickets for always jams. And you're like, this is not going to work. I need something better. You know, we joke horrible. about this, but this actually happened when I was in the military. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, Oh, uh, yeah. Spec ops can't use this anymore. Here's this vest. And it's like from Vietnam. And you're like, this thing, really? <laughs> It's like a faded. It's not even a color anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Uh, here's a helmet. It's got a hole in it. There's, yeah, a, there's right. a bullet hole right. already yeah. in the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's the like, chances oh of a bullet going through the same hole? Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd be all right. Yeah. Flashlights we got half the time didn't work. And they're like, oh, well, we, we can't get batteries in for at least six months. So. Right. Right. And yet we spend <laughs> trillions of dollars a year on our military. Yes. We need a space force. I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> They're called guardians. <laughs> are we talking about destiny? Here? What are we talking about? <laughs> no, this really did happen. We have a space force. Know, they are called guardians. Right, it right. is so dumb. But oh right, like destiny, like they're guardian. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. So the, the last bit of details here, weapons, the Night City Police Department has a threat level code B2B, which means Night City Police are equipped with automatic weapons. So to, to go a little bit further into your analogy here, it's like, help, 
I need better. I need a better gun. Well, we gave you an automatic pistol. Yeah, but they're shooting smart pistols at me. Like, I can't even hide behind things. Right? How am I supposed to deal with this? Right? Armor. The Night City Police Department has a threat level code B2B, which means Night City Police officers are equipped with door gunner to metal gear SP25. So that's that's what you get. That's it. That sucks. That's like thinking about the weapons that you get in 2077 that you get to play around with, you know, like smart shotguns and stuff. And you're yeah. like, well, no wonder I'm wiping out the cops. They're like the worst <laughs> equipped in the entire game. Right. You'd rather go up against the cops than any gang, which or corporation or corporation, which mm-hmm. lets you like it makes you again realize, like, who are you going to side yourself with? Like you grow up in an environment where the cops can't stand toe to toe with the gangs and the corpos. Why be a lawful person other than just yeah. moral res- responsibility? But like when you're looking at like feeding your family and taking care of your basic needs, like if that stuff isn't met, then of course you're going to side with a, a gang. If you can't side with a corporation, mm-hmm. like there's no real option there. The cops are kind of like the last one. If you can't get in the others, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can get better, you can get better equipped and better funded in like a gang or in a corporation. Right. And, and they're, they probably care about you just as much. Yeah. Oh, totally. Because they, they basically are a corporation that's just underfunded compared to these other corporations. You know, how long, how long until they're purchased by like Militech or Arasaka? Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Just a hostile takeover. Yeah. Man. That's like the first thing I thought of. Oh my gosh. That would be a cool storyline to do in, in like an RPG. Mm-hmm. You know, like hostile yeah. takeover of Militech on the cops and, and you know, like you, you have a group that starts as a, as a bunch of cops. And yeah, as a cop, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. Like, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you how do you go against your company when your company's it's and it's kind of like when companies do buy out other companies, like Amazon buying companies and then just killing the nest. Right. Because it's a really good product and it probably would have flourished on its own if Amazon hadn't bought them out. But no, they bought them out. So now we have really crappy nests, and that's exactly what happened to the cops <laughs> that got bought out by Militech. <laughs> right, right. But what if what if Militech buys out the cops in order to infiltrate Arasaka and bring them to justice about Mm -hmm. things that they otherwise couldn't do as Militech, you know, like what if to investigate them, to put people undercover in ways that are legal. Do you guys think that the, that the government, that the actual like us, you know, new government has any say in this kind of stuff? Like, can they come in and and pull jurisdiction at any point? Not in night city. Night city's independent. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, not, not in Night City. I believe yeah. that's a major reason why they became independent. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean that they have any jurisdiction outside of that either. You know, just like in the mm-hmm. Badlands, like once once somebody leaves the city, they're out of the city. Like, that's that's one of the reasons they don't pursue them into the Badlands is they really don't have jurisdiction out there. Yeah. So, I mean. It's very interesting concept, though. Like, where does jurisdiction ends and who's overseeing the overseers kind of thing? Yep. Yep. Uh, nobody, it seems. Um, nope. <laughs> that's the answer. <laughs> Zero. Zilch. Zero. So uh, we've only got a few minutes left. Uh, Almighty, thank you for joining us. What can you give us a little bit of a hint about what your uh, cyberpunk adventure is going to be about? Um. Well, well, all I can say is 
Um, Militech is taking over the police. Yeah, taking (laughs) over the police. Uh, We, as a group, have run ourselves on the bad side of a big corporation. Mm. Yeah. Without going into super detail and ruining things, that's all I can really say. So you're kind of like on the run from, you know, trying to stay out of... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're... Some things happen, and now we wish they didn't. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. What happens when Militech comes after you? Kind of thing. Run. Cry. Yeah. What happens <laughs> when you believe in love after love? I, I totally sound just like Cher. I would love if one of your characters actually like just had an affinity for for Cher music out of nowhere. Like one of the NPCs is just like, and that was the thing that they they're like, I can only talk to you as if it were me singing a Cher. And that was their whole thing. Or their voice just always is modded with a voice changer. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Can we make that Fun happen? Times. Can we make that happen? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, hmm. have, have, a, have Tom on as like a special guest. Yes, I will be Sharebot. Yes. Can I be Sharebot? Yes. Do what? I'll be Sharebot. Here's what I'm going to do. I'll be Sharebot and I'll also be the person who runs the local store where they get all their gear from. I'll be their vendor. Hey, baby, come on in. I'll sell you something. Do you believe in love after love? Yes. 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 I want this. So how can people get a hold of your stuff? What's the best way to reach out to you? Well, the best way to reach out to us is, of course, the Robots Radio Discord. Yes. Um, Yes, of course. Go there. We are always on there. We are always ready to chat. Um, And there's a bunch of amazing people on there, too. So always wonderful things to explore um the second best way is you can catch us at on our twitter at four underscore crit um we always there always checking always sharing crazy stuff um and we also have our our cyberpunk twitter will be up and running this week and i will post links in the uh cyberpunk channel on discord Nice. So everybody can get a hold of us there too. Awesome. Well, that's great. Very cool. Well, thank you for joining us. It's it's been fun having you on here. And um, yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Logan, what do you have going on? Uh, you know, I'm just sitting around playing video games as usual. But I guess if you want like <laughs> content or something, I uh, I got keel hauled as usual. Um, so keep an eye out on Mondays if you want to get some Sea of Thieves fix and uh, you want to hear about the news that's going on with Sea of Thieves. Keel hauled podcast is always a great way to do that. If you want to reach out to me uh, about anything else, you can always do at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Um, I, I'm going to be some retweeting, uh, some content for a buddy of mine who we just sat down and had a nice long discussion about, um, Xbox and the mass effect game, the, the trilogy, it just came out that mm-hmm. you guys are going to be touching on after this show. If you guys are sticking around live, thank you for that. But, uh, he and I, um, are, we're, we're talking on a podcast about, 
uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, how three games in a remastered form is exactly what Nintendo needs to do with the Metroid Prime trilogy and also how Microsoft uh, botched Master Chief Halo Edition, uh, but they stuck with it and how people who were excited for Infinity uh, should trust the studio to stick with something that they're working on because they've time and time again proved that they want these to be the things that people want to play. So uh, keep an eye out for that on Twitter. If you're interested, that should be going up soon. Um, otherwise, just hit me up in the Discord. You know, everyone's in there. Uh, I've been I've been seeing a lot of good chatter about stuff as usual. Um, I'm going to be trying to post some more photos in the cyberpunk photo mode as well, too. Um, probably cop themed, I think, because of our discussion. So I'm going to be trying to get some good photos of uh, some police and stuff. And, whatnot. and Tom, you need, you need to check your DMs for that Mass Effect uh, photo I sent you. But that's that's about it. for me. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. And yeah, I see him. That okay, kind of looks like me. Yeah, I mean, I've got more <laughs> hair on my face. It's, should I, I, put, it should I put him up on the screen? Here we go. We're going to put him up on the screen. Yes. All right, this is him. So I'm going to show you. Okay, so this is Captain Logan's character, right? Um, and does that look like me? What do you think? Yeah, I think that's yeah. about as close as as I could get. As close as you get, some hair up here. Yeah. All right. You're All right. I, mean, I mean, it's pretty close. Pretty I'm close. hairier, like on this part. Yeah, the facial hair <laughs> options in Mass Effect are not great. Okay, so here, this is no. this is my character. I'm going to show you my character. Uh, this where is did the it go? Danny DeVito Waluigi one. Yeah, where did it? It didn't. Uh, oh, it saved. Uh, it saved it as a JTIF, which doesn't show up right. Hold on. What is a JTIF? Get out of here with your made up extensions. A, J- a JFIF. JFIF? It's like a. Yeah, it's a J fifth. Yeah, That's a real thing. It doesn't look like <laughs> maybe in it's your real... in your fantasy no, dude, world. It's what's wrong with, it? what's wrong with JPEG? I didn't look no, TIF it's... or JTIF. Listen, it's what social <laughs> no. media turns it into. I had to re-download it. Um sure, put it on social media just like the, okay, the four yeah. hours that you oh, killed with my gameplay. <laughs> All right, here here's here's my character. This is my Waluigi <laughs> guy. Um <laughs> Oh god, I'm moving the wrong things around. Hold on, hold on. Come here, come here. Oh my oh, yes. god! There you go. There he is. What? Yeah, he, he has a resting stank face. Oh wow! Oh. Oh. What are those? My. What are what? <laughs> um. I, this is great content oh for our listeners. If you guys are interested in actually seeing this, then you're going to have can to look on the Mass Effect, Mass Effect page on the uh, Discord. Or can look I attempt up the... to, uh, to describe this for the listeners? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Imagine a, imagine a human skull. Just a bare bones human skull. Now, I want you to put a layer of skin on top of it. And then if you were to take the hair that most uh, streamers usually go for, the bright pink or purple kind of hair, <laughs> but... Instead of having a nice lush head of it, just go with a like a, a, a dude who has a really bald head except for the sides and just do that big purple pink hair right around this. And then take that with a, a nice kind of 90s handlebar mustache and the the, the cheekbones of of a dead person. <laughs> the cheekbones of a, his cheekbones <laughs> go out further than any other part of his face. Like they just like it's pretty close. They're just like way out here. Hey, the UAC UASP is rating us. I just guessed it at the beginning of their their uh, episode. Thank you, UESP Pylon. 
Welcome, US, US, US peers. We are wrapping up the Cyberpunk Lorecast, and uh, we're we're about to start the Mass Effect Lorecast in just a few minutes. But I was uh, showcasing my shepherd, who I'm gonna. That's I'm gonna, not a shepherd. This is my shepherd. This is what is this? What did I call him? Wa Davido. Wa Davido. Wa Davido. Wa Davido. That's not shepherd. That's not. Danny Weedy. Not even. Right. Not even mothers could love Wait, that. I'm gonna face. make him I'm real sorry. big. Here he is. Real big. Look Maybe a couple <laughs> necrophiliacs could love that face. Look a in, mother couldn't even love that. Look face. into those eyes. <laughs> look into those. He's got resting stank face. You guys have heard of resting bitch face. He has a resting stank face. Uh, he's not talking in the screenshot. His mouth is not moving. It's just stuck there like that. Red skull. Red skull. Red skull is a is a kind way to phrase this. <laughs> it's red skull from uh, Captain America. The nicest way possible. And you know, one of the things I realized in doing the Mass Effect uh, character creator is the limitations of the character creator. It doesn't. The boundaries are not that far. Like you really, it really takes a lot to uh move you know make the character look extreme like this uh but i found a way found a way tom i want i want you to recreate this character in cyberpunk 2077 for the next episode (laughs) i'll try i was thinking about doing a series of uh character creation uh videos where i i create really dumb characters kind of like um uh, the McElroy's, uh justin and griffin do monster factory so kind of like something like that if you haven't seen monster factory go look it up Monster I haven't factory. seen this. It's wonderful. Let's go check Logan, that out. You and I should do commentary while while we make characters. It Ooh. would be so fun. Um, but anyway, we got to wrap up the episode. I got to get. I'll, I'll be gone for about ten minutes. I'll be back in just a little bit for the Mass Effect Lorecast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in live. Almighty, thank you for joining us. Twitch chat, thank you for being here. Pylon, thank you for the raid. Everybody who raided over, if you want to hang out for just ten minutes, come stay here or go away and come back. Or you do you you friends but come back in about 10 minutes when we start the mass effect lorecast we're going to be talking about legendary edition and our uh our feelings our thoughts and feelings about legendary edition and our nails and our hair and it's going to be like a good old we'll be glamorous it's going to be amazing all right i don't know what i'm talking about anymore see you guys later bye everyone tuning into the cyberpunk lorecast this show is a part of the robots radio network smart podcasts for interesting people if you'd like to help support the show please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on itunes if you'd like to get in contact please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at cyberpunk lore also join the community on the robots radio discord the link is in the show notes The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hello. Hi. 
Do you like bad movies? Do you find yourself defending bad movies, saying things like, well, the soundtrack was okay, or the costumes were pretty fun? From the previous hosts of It's Not That Bad Podcast, we bring you Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast, from Simone LaRue and Chad Ekovitz. Every week, we review two movies that did not do well critically, but we say, hey, there are some nice things about them. Maybe Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. Maybe they're all fools, and you should watch these movies regardless. We'll also talk about scenes that could have saved it, and we'll often refer to Simone's cats because they're amazing and adorable, and we love them. <laughs> and at the end of each review, we will tell you whether we would watch this movie again, or in what circumstances we would recommend you watch this movie. So, join us on July 9th for the first drop of our main episode, and then two days later for our drop of our minisodes. And on Robots Radio Podcast Network. Come see us on July 9th! We love you so much already! Bye! Bye. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers! Avast! My name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Nicola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later, and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's The Elden Archives, a FromSoft Lorecast, available everywhere.